there. Welcome to the Look for Strength podcast, where we share exceptional stories from exceptional individuals around the world for exceptional listeners. I'm Amay Look, and I'm your host. On today's podcast, I'll be speaking with William Kellyor, the Chief Commercial Officer of Interact Corporation. He has diverse experience across the globe in leading teams as he leverages innovative thinking and problem-solving skills as a catalyst for evoking transformational change. Will's international perspective and experience will be a central theme of our discussion from how he navigated at the start of his career, the challenges he faced, and the key steps that he takes to make decisions and mitigate risk. Will has taken on extensive roles throughout the critical development stages of the fintech industry as an uplifting and cutting edge leader. Hi, Will. Thank you so much for being here today with us on the Look for Strength podcast. Hey, Amay, it's great to be back with you. So I'll get right into a few questions. I gave a bit of a background on your experience. Would you be able to go into a bit more depth um, as to what your role looks like right now? Yeah, I guess uh, the safest thing to be uh, to be said is that I'm uh, I'm coming home a bit. I started my career with a uh, with a network uh, in the southern part of the United States that was very similar to Interac. So uh, I've been in debits, debit and payments and lending, uh, consumer banking, financial services, and fintech now for over 30 years. And so uh, coming to Interact was kind of like coming home. And uh, it's a great brand and a great market and a very progressive environment. You know, most people don't understand that Canada has been doing things in banking that most other developed markets haven't done in, you know, many, many, many years. So uh, Canada's definitely a leading market. So it was a really good opportunity to, uh, to come to Canada and be part of a great brand that was on uh, an evolutionary journey, I would say, and, uh, and evolving fast. So what would your philosophy be on uh, what makes a leader effective and, and maybe like what's a misconception that people have about leadership? Yeah, I think leadership is, is not easy. I think a lot of people think that um, it's, it's all learned. And I think that from what I've seen, it's a combination of both. It, it basically takes some innate qualities, uh, but it also can be refined. And I think through self-learning and through looking at other great leaders, and also to just being intentional and stopping and thinking about uh, what you have in front of you and the assets and then the intellectual capital um, that you have available. You know, it's it takes time, and I think most people rush through leadership. Is what I would say. So, um, I, you know, I'm not about fake stress. I'm not about um, you know uh, not putting up walls, but bringing them down. And I think, you know, some basics, you know, trust and communication are key. I also think that, you know, hiring a team and putting a team on the field or the ice or whatever, uh, whatever sport you play is really important because, you know, if you don't have the A team out there, then, you know, your A teamers can be unmotivated by, you know, a C team or a B team. So I think, One of the things leaders also struggle with at times is I think we get wrapped up in an organizational structure the way things should be. And I think that we need to take more of a human approach to leadership and a human approach to people management. And really, and I even use that word people management, it kind of makes my skin crawl a bit. I, I need to come up with a better way of saying that, but it's more about motivating people and getting the best out of people, I would say. And 
So I think leadership, and I've seen this around the world, you know, you, you need to embrace diversity, you need to embrace cultural and, and diversity of thought, and uh, because you hire it. Um, sometimes you inherit it, but you hire it. So why do you want to hire that diversity and then, you know, kill it or, you know, squash it or squelch it? You need to embellish it and learn how you can accentuate and build up the things and people that are the best. So I know with my kids, you know, with, with my, my, my staff and people that I've worked with, it's really key to understand who they are and what they're good at and what their strengths and, and development areas are and really work with them on how you can bring them out and let them be successful while you work on the areas of development that you both agree. So I think there's a lot in leadership, uh, but I think a lot of it is self-actualization. It's also being intentional, but it's stopping and listening and being in the moment and understanding what's going on around you with people so that you can really leverage them in the best way that benefits the organization, you as a leader, but also ultimately grows them and, uh, and stimulates them and what they want to see in their career and in their personal lives as well. And so when you're creating this A-team, your, your team of people that you're gonna work with, are there any specific qualities or traits that you look for in people when you're hiring or when you're choosing who to work with? Yeah, it's a really good question. Uh, I think, you know, the, the immediate word when you were asking the question that came to mind, I was already going to blurt out grit. Um, I think that just having grit is, is really important. And I think also to bringing a solution as opposed to a problem is something I really look at um, in, in hiring people and, and putting an A team on the field. You know, one of the things thinking back, I don't know why I'm going to sports analogies, but Whenever you, you know, you're practicing or, or, or you're in a difficult situation, you always have the naysayers. You always have the people that are sitting around stating the obvious, oh, we're in a bad position or, oh, you know, our, our revenue projections aren't what we thought they were going to be. Oh, we have this externality or this economic downturn or things happen. Uh, and and I, I've never really understood why people would sit around and state the obvious. I always you know, want to be around people that are, you know, know the obvious and are already solutioning it. So I think grit and working to a solution and not just stammering in place. I've, I've used this a lot throughout my career. There's a, there's a movie called The Bug's Life. And, um, and, and I'll never forget when the, when the grasshoppers were coming and they were stacking up all these seeds because the ants didn't want to get eaten by the grasshoppers and uh, a twig fell. And the ants were stammering in place and they just didn't know what to do. And, and the elder ants came around and said, just go around the stick. And I think a lot of times, you know, we're so intimidated by what's in front of us that we aren't thinking about, you know, how we can go around the stick or how we solution for the problem that we're faced with. And it's just the people that stand around and go, oh my goodness, there's a stick or an obstacle in our way. I try and shy, shy away from those types because not only do they, you know, kill the vibe of the group, but it's not the culture that you want to breed and, and that you want to embrace. And so it really hinders you from hiring other people with grit or hiring people that could be on the 18 or move to solutioning faster.
I think when there's a challenge or something that we're facing, a lot of the times the tendency mm. is to really fixate on what the problem itself is instead yeah. of looking for solutions. Mm. And I was just wondering, with your experience working abroad, what is maybe an unexpected challenge that you have faced while working internationally specifically? Um, mm. And how do you deal with these challenges? Yeah, it's a, it's a good question. I think one of the biggest challenges professionally that I've been faced with was when Arab Spring broke out and um, we were looking at evacuating uh, one of our offices um, with about, um, there were about 60 to 70 expats. And, you know, it was a real crossroads because, you know, you're, you're in a country, you're working with, you know, the local, you know, um, staff and and you know you're this is their home and you know you're saying okay listen you know there's there's a situation at, at play here and you know we're going to take the expats out and we're going to leave you behind to deal with you know tanks rolling down the road or whatever and and it was it was a humbling experience because i thought you know i've got to look out for the health and well-being of the staff that are, are not citizens of the country because, you know, they're not, there are no guarantees that they're going to be treated like the citizens would. But it was, but it was really the first thing was to say, when do we pull the trigger? When do we, you know, activate the continuity of business and the evacuation? And how do we action that? And what message do we leave? And what message does that send? So that was, it's a difficult situation. Um, number one, when and how to do it and what the messaging would be and what the implications would be on your company culture whenever you know, you're leaving. Notwithstanding the issues that that could create in the local market with the monarchy or the ruling family, um, you know, when, when things get tough, you know, well, the company you're with, they leave. And, and, you know, that sends a message, you know, to, you know, the, the ruling family and the leaders of that country that you're not, you know, you're not part of the fiber and you're not committed, but you're not a citizen. So it's a, it was a weird situation to be in, but I think that was probably one of the most poignant things that stick in my mind. Have you ever faced any similar issues managing Interact inside Canada where you've dealt with being responsible for the employees, but also had to deal with putting off a specific image as the face of a company? Yeah, I think, I mean, obviously what's impacted the world, it's not just Canada, is, is COVID. You know, we, we have an obligation to Canada and doing what we do, which is facilitate payments. And that's a critical fiber of the economy and of any pandemic or emergency situation. So, you know, you, you, you have to hold true to that. But then too, what makes that work are the people. So you've got to put, you know, your own, your, uh, your air mask first and, and make sure that you're taking care of, of your team, of your company and those employees so that, you know, you can help others. And I think that's what Interact really did. And I'm really proud of that. And, and it's, it's just the fiber of, of who the company really is and are, and, and I think will be in the future. What is the most useful piece of advice you've been given in life, in work, like growing up, that's kind of shaped your career and, and helped you get to the position you are in today? 
You know, one of the things I learned early on is that anything worth having is worth working for. Um, most things that you want in life don't come easily. Uh, so I think, you know, you've got to really understand what's important to you and how much are you willing to sacrifice um, to get there. You know, you've got to fight for your right to party, but, you know, what party do you want to be at? And, and, and how do you define that party? And then I go back to the other answer I gave you in the question regarding grit, grit. You know, I mean, you really need to have grit and determination to accomplish. Uh, but again, you know, you have to be in it to win it. And so if you, you know, you got to be in the game and working towards um, something that you believe in and you want to accomplish. If you're just doing it just for the sake of doing it, then, you know, I would question how successful you're going to be um, at it. And I think the other thing that's important is to feed the beast. You know, you've, you, you know, you've really got to feed your, your, your mind and your soul, and you've got to figure out how you can uh, put yourself back out in the world. Um, you know, there are so many, you know, psychographic tests and things that we do these days, um, these measures, these psycho me measures of the type of personalities we are. And one of the, one of the, 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 the newer tests or, or in instruments test your personality in a normal state and in a stress state. And I think that, you know, we've got to know that life's going to happen and there are going to be stress states, but what do you do and how do you replenish yourself and how do you recharge yourself and put yourself back out in the world, you know, to rise and fight again, you know, um, you've got to really look, look at that. And again, you know, I would just reiterate the other things we were talking about in hiring an 18, you know, you know, you've, you've got to find a way to be positive and look for the solution. Um, I'm not saying that you shouldn't lament and you shouldn't, you know, um, lick your wounds and, and feel sad or, or go through the emotions and, and grieving or whatever you're dealing with. But what I'm saying is that, you know, everyone deals with things in their own way and you've got to work through that and then figure out how you put yourself back out into the world. So I think too many people just complain. And, um, you know, I think that you've got to, you know, as a person, you know, if you want to achieve things in life, not just sit around and focus on the complaining, but focus on the what's within your control and what with what's within your power that can, you know, get you back out to where you want to be going and what your vision and what the end state is for you. The new test that you're talking about and, and finding ways to measure our personality. I personally want to take that test of normal versus stress state because I think that would be really interesting. <laughs> yeah, I definitely want to take that test because sometimes I feel like, oh, I'm like, I'm seeming really cool on the outside and, and, I'm, and I'm all collected, but it really looks, doesn't look like that. But, but also as like such a prominent member of the Interact like management team, I think it's really nice to hear about your emphasis on the importance of rest and like getting back up on your feet and like recharging. Mm -hmm. Like the premise mm -hmm. of my podcast, look for strength, the ways that we can be strong mm -hmm. and the ways, the attributes that we can exhibit um, to make us, make us the best version of ourselves. So right. 
I just want to thank you so much for being on the podcast today. Mm. I know you're incredibly busy. Thank and you. I, I, yeah, I loved hearing about the work thank experience, you. the international experience, and the importance of grit. I think that is the the key takeaway from from today. And I really appreciate yeah. having you you with me today. Thanks, Amy. Learning to be adaptable and display grit helps you be a solution finder rather than a problem observer. This is key in driving forward your career. Being passionate and balanced is something that Will talked about a lot, and I really want to thank him for speaking on the Look for Strength podcast today. Be sure to subscribe to follow along. I'm your host, Amay Look, and thank you for listening in. See you soon.